Welcome to NVC Life. I'm Rochelle Lamb, veteran NVC trainer and relationship coach, helping listeners navigate interpersonal conflict and ground more deeply into relational living. Greetings, fellow humans. Today's episode, I'm going to share an article that I wrote several years ago, inspired by the prolific writer and psychologist Eric Fromm. I think that his books on love are really important and just as important today as they were when they were first written. Here's a quote from Fromm's book, The Art of Loving. Love is an activity, not a passive affect. It is a standing in, not a falling for. In the most general way, the active character of love can be described by stating that love is primarily giving, not receiving. So I'll just get right into it. Eric Fromm was born March 18, 1900 and died March 23, 1980. He was a German social psychologist, psychoanalyst, sociologist, humanistic philosopher, and democratic socialist. And if you've ever read any of his voluminous work, you'll probably agree he was indeed a wise and deep-thinking man. In a time such as ours, when love is so often thought of as a feeling, it can be considered almost offensive to suggest that its status is considerably vaster and more far-reaching. Many will hold fast to their conviction that love is primarily feeling when it has been suggested by many philosophers and theologians over the ages The love is, in its highest manifestation, action-oriented. I will humbly confess at this time to being an incurable romantic. Some might conclude that I would accordingly place my chips on the feeling side of the love ledger rather than on the action side. I've personally experienced episodes of unrequited love accompanied by a yearning so profound that my life was utterly capsized. Ooh, dear. Would I trade it in? Probably not at this time. Certainly some good poetry resulted from the anguish. And there's more, because what a person learns from not having their love returned is something no formal instruction can ever provide. But in a world of soulless accounting, unrequited love only cashes out if you've been able to elevate the heartbreak to an art form as our countryman Leonard Cohen did so admirably. Failing that, you have to trust that there's another ledger far more concerned with your soul than with your financial worth. What can be said about unrequited love perhaps also applies to fleeting short-term relationships and flings. They don't ask much of us beyond the heady euphoria of initial magnetic attraction and elevated levels of dopamine and oxytocin pumping through our neural pathways. And let's be honest, there's usually some form of suffering around the corner no matter what shape a relationship takes and no matter how brief or lengthy in duration. Some degree of pain, whether it be disillusionment, betrayal, or separation, just comes with the territory. I don't object to any of these experiences per se. They've been in this world for some time and appear to be stitched into the human journey for now, but this feeling dimension of love typically receives more airplay and attention than the roll-up-your-sleeves variety does. The labor of love is just that, labor. And perhaps it is less prized due to our aversion to hard work and responsibility, and perhaps mature love is one that actually prizes the labor. 
It is well worth considering that, as well as love's capacity to shower us with beautiful feelings, love asks something of us. Love wants us to hold it in high regard by how we converse with it, attend to it, and roll up our sleeves on its behalf. Love requires traction for it to be more than a passing phenomenon. It's got to be able to travel well beyond its own initial generosity, and it needs our muscle to do so. We can't rely on love's generosity to fuel us indefinitely, and why would we expect it to? At some point, we need to stand for love, to nourish love, to feed love. And certainly, this is what marriage and long-term relationships ask of us. Love needs our maturity, devotion, willingness, commitment, and labor. Most of us experience moments and times when we don't feel loved, lovable, or loving. Yet we seem to think something's missing during those times. We seem to think it's our indisputable right to feel love ongoingly in our relationships when in fact all feelings are mutable. The truth is, even when our lives are inflected by less compelling feelings such as ambivalence, doubt, mistrust, or hurt, just to name a few, we can still labor on behalf of love. And so at this particular point in my life, I would say this, love is what you do. And in its doingness, it does not leave you outside in the cold, shivering, without feeling. It is incredibly rich with feeling, but not just the feelings we want. It includes heartbreak, disappointment, confusion, and more. Mature love does not discriminate against feeling. It grants entry to the full, astonishing bandwidth, saying yes to both the labor and the mayhem. Love holds us accountable. It says, don't expect me to do all the work for you. Don't mistake me for merely a sweet, heavenly, blissful feeling. I'm so much more. I'm robust. I'm strong. I've got teeth. I love hard work. And I love the impossible. Show me what you've gotten together will make something worthy of being talked about and remembered. Now, let's get to work. Yeah, that's maybe what love says. I'm including some samples of quotes from Eric Fromm's work. I think they're very beautiful and inspiring. Love is a decision. It is a judgment. It is a promise. If love were only a feeling, there would be no basis for the promise to love each other forever. A feeling comes and it may go. How can I judge that it will stay forever when my act does not involve judgment and decision? Love isn't something natural. Rather, it requires discipline, concentration, patience, faith, and the overcoming of narcissism. It isn't a feeling. It is a practice. One cannot be deeply responsive to the world without being saddened very often. Love is not primarily a relationship to a specific person. It is an attitude, an ordination of character which determines the relatedness of the person to the whole world as a whole, not toward one object of love. And I'll read one more. The main condition for the achievement of love is the overcoming of one's narcissism. The narcissistic orientation is one in which one experiences as real only that which exists within oneself. While the phenomena in the outside world have no reality in themselves but are experienced only from the viewpoint of their being useful or dangerous to one. The opposite pole to narcissism is objectivity. It is the faculty to see other people and things as they are, 
objectively and to be able to separate this objective picture from a picture which is formed by one's desires and fears. And so that's the end of the Eric Fromm quotes. Consider Eric Fromm's words when you're thinking about love and maybe ask yourself a few questions. How do I love in action ongoingly? How is loving in action different from expecting or yearning for loving feelings, which are really wonderful to have? And what I'm focusing on here is giving some attention to love in a different way. As Marshall Rosenberg spoke about love, he spoke about it as a need. He would say that in the nonviolent communication understanding, to clarify the difference between love as a feeling and love as a need was crucially important because it would create problems if you were only thinking about it as a feeling. You might have seen him do some work with the, the puppets where he shows an exchange between a giraffe and a jackal puppet where the jackal puppet says, do you love me? And the giraffe looks back and says, when you speak about love, are you talking about a feeling or are you talking about a need? And the jackal looks back and says, huh? The giraffe goes on to explain, well, I make a distinction between love as a need and love as a feeling because when you speak about feelings, they come and go. So I'd like to know, what are you talking about when you talk about love? And the jackal responds, well, I'm talking about it as a feeling, of course. The giraffe says, well, can you ask me again? Since you're talking about it as a feeling and feelings come and go, ask me now. So the jackal, being quite confused, looks at the giraffe and says, do you love me? And the giraffe says, when? When? Yes, you must understand that because the nature of feelings is that they come and go, then I may or may not be feeling it for you. When are you asking about? Well, how about right now? No, come back in a few minutes and I might respond differently. And so then he goes on to explain and describe the difference between love as a feeling and love as a need, which I would say is the love in action that you are hearing about in the piece that I shared from Eric from. So I'm going to end here. I hope this gives you something to consider as you may, like many humans, have occasions to feel unloved or ignored in some way, not being paid attention to in the way that you've come to expect. Food for thought. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning into NBC Life. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube. For free resources or to book a private session with me, head over to rochellelam.com. Until the next time, stay sane, grateful, and generous. Thank you.